All right, everybody, it is time for our episodically modular series, Nuns in Space, uh, which is uh, the, uh, it's a tale, it's a story, episodically modular, so you could listen to it in any order, and it's about nuns in space, uh, kind of, it's, uh, there's uh, these nuns from my childhood that are in space, they're not the main characters, though. But, uh, you know, I'm going to fill you in on everything you need to know. So you say, why is it named Nuns in Space? Well, there's some nuns in space. Uh, Scooter is on a spaceship with the nuns. He's their only crew member, and his job is to help them. Uh, you know, obviously, he's their only crew member with whatever they need help with. Uh, also in space somewhere is uh, our hero figure, heroic figure Stan, a freestyle sentient soda machine and so much more. And Stan, now, one of the, uh, what is that called? The conceit of this series that makes it so episodically modular is that uh, at the start of each episode, majority of the characters don't remember what happened in the episode before them. So kind of they do a reset, except for Scooter, but he doesn't remember anything very well. Uh, That's not a part of the series, just a general uh, critique. But so Stan, or a heroic figure, freestyle soda machine, Stan usually like uh, resets and says, in, is Stan finds uh, Stan, Stan finds themselves on a planet uh, that has something going on that Stan's supposed to help with. Now, what Stan doesn't know is it's usually based in some sort of delusion, physical delusion, along with, uh, well, uh, a delusion that's manifesting itself, but has a physical form, not a sentient, not a like, kind of like if a rock, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this, like you were like, uh, but imagine you were at Woodstock and there was a rock somewhere and someone said that rock is giving me a bad vibe, man. And then you said, you leaned into it and you said, well, let's call that bad vibe rock. Let's, uh. And they say, did you, like, I thought we were listening to Freedom Rock. And you say, no, 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 we're trying to make an analogy about something not related to the music. But I chose the wrong thing to make an analogy about at Woodstock. But that rock, the geological mineral thingamajig that was giving you bad vibes, remember? Oh, yeah, man, that's the rock that's giving me bad vibes. Bad, You know what? That's why I invented bad vibe rock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I invented accidentally bad vibe rock, which I don't think is a good thing. So let's not lean into the fact that we invented bad vibe rock. Let's just uh, say that, let's just say you were at a picnic and you saw a rock and you said the rock is giving you bad vibes and you said that it's bad vibe rock. Uh, the rocks are not really doing anything other than exuding bad vibes. Uh, in this case, delusion is something... Kind of similar to that, but not really because I went off so off topic. Uh, and Stan has to deal with it. In this case, if it was a picnic. Maybe Stan would say, well, I have a lead picnic blanket. Let's just put it over the rock. And then maybe the person they were with would say, no more, I'm not feeling those bad vibes from the rock anymore. Let's enjoy our picnic. And Stan would say, problem solved. Let's go on to another episodically modular event. So that would be the shortest episode in Nuns in Space, uh, except that one took place at a picnic ground after they left because of the yeah music metaphor didn't work. 
because it wasn't. I was just trying to think of a place where someone would say that rock's giving me bad vibes. So I shouldn't have played to the lowest common denominator in my mind. So I kind of got what I deserved. Uh, but hopefully you'll get the sleep you need and the distractions you deserve to carry you off into dreamland. And I know I don't. what I don't deserve is the endless loyalty and goodwill of our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, this is a friends beyond the binaries. The ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls, it's time. Four nuns and space whoosh yeah nuns in space. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, always here, always bringing the cheer. Uh, that's nuns in space, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Stan. Hey, pen pal, it's me, Stan, your your friend, freestyle soda machine, and. We're trying to get a message to Pen Pal and maybe to Scooter because uh, I feel like Scooter. I wish just Scooter was here or someone else was here with me, Pen Pal. But I know you are. But that's only because I record messages for you. And but I, I don't know, Pen Pal. I mean, dealing with Scooter, I don't know where he is. Uh, but I'm here on a planet, Pen Pal. I don't know when I, how long I've been here, or when I got here. All I know is when I got here, somehow I'm an inter- I'm playing the intermediary or negotiator now, pen pal, or I was negotiating between this planet and uh, the rest of this area, the universe, maybe the whole universe, uh, whole galaxies. I don't know, pen pal. A lot of people wanted to get it, need this planet in uh, the in the beings on this planet. What Scooter would say are, are would be RBBs or uh, TBBs, rail-based beings or transit-based beings, even though that would be inaccurate, pen pal, for Scooter to try to get something, to try to miscorrectly label something but successfully catch the essence of it, he would be right. Uh, this is a planet with rail-based beings or transit-based beings. And I didn't know all this when I found myself here, but I was a negotiator and intermediary between, let's just say, the universe, to use another scooter thing, and uh, rail-based, yeah, the RBBs. Uh, Wow, sometimes it works, Scooter. Uh, So I'm here negotiating between the two, and when I say rail-based beings, was there one more B in there, pen pal? So the universe, you, this uh, for a long time has been the top uh, transit planet, transit creator for the universe. Uh, because in most parts of the universe, Pempel, obviously mass transit, uh, traveling together is pretty important. You know, no offense to Antonio, but just because in movies, you know, people are traveling in spaceships with rockets, uh or they discover magical portals uh, that uh, they just jump through. That's not the case. And, you know, because the history of the universe is older than people like Scooter would remember. And also they, Scooter would say, we didn't learn any of this, Stan. You know, uh, small base to travel, you know, is only good for short distances in the universe. Usually you're looking at mass transits so that uh, you can make the most of it. And it's, uh, you know, good use of resources. 
I guess this is a fill-in part, Pen Pal. And what they discovered was this planet uh, naturally, organically could design solutions for most obstacles. But beyond that, they say what made their solutions better than other uh, transit-based planets or transit-based beings? Are are there other rail-based beings or transit-based beings? Yes, there are, of course. Uh, why were theirs the best? Well, you know, they would, no, they're not the only one. That's, that's like the moral of the story before the story, but they were the most popular. They were very good at it. Their solutions would be like, uh, in balance with the, like, uh, resource balance. They were long-term based solutions, but they were also very popular because, you know, as we, scooter, you know, people that are similar to Scooter would say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want, like, why can't I just, uh, why can't I have my own rocket ship stand? It's a scooter for short-based travel you can, but I'm trying to make it, you're not here anyway, Scooter. So they were successful because they were popular. People never said that. They said, oh, boy, it's, uh, uh, I'll do that. Now, you might say, why were they popular, Stan? And I would say, well, they were exciting because you say, well, were they, did they have nice seats? Yes. But most did. Uh, did they have, you know, good airflow or, you know, temperature control? Yeah, but these ones were enjoyable. And part of it was that these beings, as opposed to other transit-based beings, uh, it was part of their mythology. Oh, like, for example, let's build this bridge. It's got to go over that. Or then it's got to go around that. Or, oh, should we go over this mountain, under it, or through it? But that was like a, a chance to teach myths in a slight way. But also, it's really hard to explain, Pen Pal. I don't know. I don't want to take all day because I'm trying to get uh, some answers here, and it's not going good. But, but so they would do the best stuff in the universe, I guess is the thing. There was other people that did transit uh, or other beings or other planets or systems and means of doing so. But this was the best and one of the most balanced. So there were other ones. That, and you say, well, why? And this is what happened is large portions of the universe said, why your solutions but, it, like, at the same time, they stopped. It, it's hard to say what happened first, Penpel. That's one of the things everybody's, like, disagreeing about. Because uh, what's happened is the universe has come back and said to this planet, uh, we need some transit-based solutions now. And they are occupied with a, a large job they've been doing for a long time, before I got here, apparently. And they say they're occupied and they don't want to do any other jobs. Now, I don't know if that's what caused the universes to take on other transit. You know what I'm saying, Pen Pal? But here's the thing you should know is uh, not only is it uh, hard to travel through space, that's obvious. It takes a lot of resources. That that probably is somewhat obvious. But, you know, obviously people said, wow, what if we did this? Uh, and try to, you know, fuse that and separate that, uh, you'd say, well, why, why is this planet successful? Because it's part of its organic evolution or whatever. Why is space, long-term space travel successful? 
because it's natural, somewhat natural and organic and a part of a growth process. But then there was people, uh, and they said, well, if we just do this and this, we can make a shortcut. And they said, but you're like, two things would come of that, that the universe didn't like. Uh, and again, maybe you say, Stan, this isn't how a sentient soda machine would talk. And I said, well, I'm trying to get to the point, uh, and trying to play a scooter because, uh, I need scooter's help. But if you were creating wasteful space travel, you would either run out of resources and not be able to get there. It would take too long. Or, as some of these universes and planets discovered, you could bend the resources. But those are two things that would result in that, uh, basically pollution, but not a sort of passive pollution. Chaos streams which this one system would leave in its wake. We'll call that chaos stream-based, but I don't know. This one form of travel would leave streams of chaos in the universe. If you encountered that stream of chaos, uh, it would cause chaos. If it drifted into your system, it would cause chaos, Like a, kind of like a concentrated stream of chaos. But also, and lo and behold, if it came into contact, there was also uh, uh, USPs, they're called, unexpected space problems. That was more common, where you'd go, oh, well, we'll just uh, bend the light speed, uh, you know, time, space, uh, universe, multiverse thing. And you'd say, yeah, when you do that, every time you shoot off, you leave, uh, the, the, the USP appears, an unexpected space problem. And I don't know if that's where, like, uh, I don't want to get into the history of the universe, my pen pal. But let's just say, oh, like, remember we had that space whale. Now, I'm not saying that's how a space whale appeared, that ate metal or whatever it did. Or salvaged metal, maybe. But you could say that something like that, very large and not friendly, even though that whale was friendly, that could be considered a U.S. unexpected space problem. I think I'm making sense, Ben Pal. I don't feel like it, though. So I try, So I was here, and then the universe said, we need your help. Uh, I said, why can't What? I don't even know what you're t-. And then they filled me in, and they said, you're a spokesperson. Please get a hold of I said, well, I'm not uh, their spokesperson. And they said, well, you're our intermediary. So I tried talking nice. Then I thought it was negotiating. So I was trying to get more, you know, be like, okay, well, they're offering a very fair price. I got them to raise their thing. Then I tried. They said, no, we're working on this problem. And I said, well, tell me about the problem, the project. Uh, and uh, they said, well, we're just testing the systems now. And I said, well, how long have you been testing it? And they said, we're testing the systems now. And from everything the universe told me, this one is nothing like it. It's just this large plane. It's uh, very smooth. And they have transit going over this plane. It's kind of glassy. A very, very, uh, not a lot of friction, not a lot of obstacles, kind of boring. But very large, you know, on a, on a universe scale, not on a planetary scale. I mean, this planet is bigger than probably people like Scooter's brains could process, but large. And so all the beings of this planet, all their resources are being poured into 
basically uh, going around this planet on these vehicles, uh, trains, uh, rails, we'll just say rail-based beings. I guess if Scooter was saying it, he'd say Tommy the ta- Tommy the train car or whatever. But what if they were just running? Well, okay, like uh, like it's almost like they they they're watching. They are model trains watching themselves as model trains, but thinking they're trains in transit. Uh, or saying, okay, let's just watch this train go again. It doesn't seem. I don't know, pen pal. So then I tried to help. I said, well, what else do you have to do to test it? I, I seem to have some very strong nanopowers and other powers. Uh, and at first they had me, pen pal. I was a little naive. They said, well, how about like uh, a nice tunnel here? Oh, how about like, and I said, is this a model train? This is not a model train. And they said, what's a model train? And I said, okay. That's when I realized uh They were asking me for endless stuff, but it wasn't to finish the job. Because they said, okay, well, now we need to do whatever, one billion hours of testing with this new tunnel you helped us build. So then I, you know, I was converting, communicating with the rest of the universe and trying to get more information. And I'm, you know, frustrated because Scooter's not here. So I don't have anyone to talk to other than the teams I'm dealing with. So I'm not at my best, pen pal. And so then I told the rail-based beings, uh, this is your purpose. Don't you know that in the history of the world, you know, you?" and then they said, yes, we were. And then we got replaced by, you know, cheap and easy and fast, cheap and easy. And but it worked out because we got this job, and this job seems to will may go on forever, like you said, Stan. But that's a good thing. Maybe this job won't get, be complete, you know, while we're, you know, maybe it's for the next generation of rail based beings. And I said, it seems like this job is complete, and the job doesn't even make any sense, and you don't even have a client you can put me in contact with. Uh, that uh, and they said, yeah, we know that this job w- w- when it's done, the client will come and implement it. And they said, you're not a rail, but you know, they, they don't use this language, but they said, you're not a rail based being. So you don't, you know, you don't get what it's like to be a rail based being. And, you know, you don't know anything about our clients. And I said, well, you, you, you got me there. All I know is that in the history of the world, you're pretty important. And you had an important purpose, uh, to solve problems to, to, to subtly in a subtextual way teach myth and, and to do something that everyone enjoyed. Just think about that. You're going across space and you get to enjoy the journey. And on some lo- lower level, you're learning something about overcoming obstacles. And I said, that's a pretty great purpose to serve. Now you're just puttering around and not doing anything. And, uh, they started to ignore me, pen pal. So then I made a list of all the pros and cons. Uh, and I said, well, there's a lot of pros here helping the, you know, and I said, there's a lot of cons. You're not doing anything. Maybe you're being, you know. And then pen pal, I started to get more and more irritable and unhappy and raising my voice. Uh, and I said, uh, you should, I told them they should or must because you also, by the way, the other, the universe got it. The, most of the universe said we can't keep dealing with these USPs and chaos streams. We need a sustainable way. 
to make, you know, interstellar travel. Sorry, pen pal. I'm trying to put a lot of this in terms Scooter will understand in case Scooter's uh, listening to this and he hurries up and gets here. Because now uh, everyone is ignoring me because they said this is what you should and must do at this planet. And then the outside planet said, uh, if you can't handle this, Stan, maybe they'll understand better if we send some USPs your way. Because they said, if we don't get this under control, uh, we need help, uh, you know, and uh, maybe some unexpected space problems will uh, open their eyes. And so I don't even know what to expect, Pen Pal, other than that, uh, because I don't think it'll be like a nice whale like Spudgy the Whale was. Uh, So they're sending unexpected space problems and maybe even a chaos stream here. To show the people here that they should be making transit out there and not making it here. So I don't know, Scooter. Like I like I don't want to deal with any USPs. Is what I'm saying. So if you could wake up, Scooter. You, like I don't want to deal with any USPs. No, st- yes, Stan. No, no. I know. I to- Stan. I totally relate. There's no reason for you to have a USB port, though. Because as long for charging, for charging stuff, uh, you're right. Uh, what a dream. Because then what would what if they change it again? It, it, we just have a plug. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sisters. I'll be right there. I was just having a dream about Stan. Well, uh, hey, sisters. Hey, what's that smell? It smells like, uh, wait a second. Are those uh, aquariums with gerbils in there? Oh, sorry, sister. Yeah, I'm trying to focus. I was just distracted by the cuteness of all these gerbils. Uh, Oh, those are not pets. Okay. Those are working. How long have you had gerbils on board? Always? Oh, boy. I don't think. Okay, so these are working gerbils. They're not pets. Okay, don't worry. I like I know I know from my childhood not to to, to handle any of them because then they'll run around. So I just enjoy them by looking at them, and I really, but, oh, I'm not supposed to enjoy looking at them. Okay, sister, they don't look like, oh, because they're not working. Okay, so these are gerbil, working gerbils that are not working. Okay, so that's the problem is, uh, okay. Oh, they're supposed to, during, uh, during a portion of their day, they're supposed to run on those things? Okay, and that runs some sort of essential operation. Oh, for the ship's navigation. And okay, interesting. Oh boy, I didn't know. No wonder I can't. You know, no wonder I'm not a like a swashbuckling space adventurer. I didn't know gerbils were were required. That I had trouble saying that. Sisters, gerbils are required. Gerbils were required. Like. Uh, Gerbils not required. That that would not be the story here. Gerbils are required to work a reasonable work day. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, what am I doing? Well, you know, when I had gerbils as a kid, one thing we would do is give them toilet paper and uh, and uh, paper towel tubes. And I know we have uh, some great uh, storage here, so I'm just giving them some tubes, paper tubes. Uh, 
How will that make them work? Well, I just thought it'd be, see, they like, they chew on them and then sometimes some go through the tubes. So I don't know. I thought maybe that would keep them entertained, uh, but they, they don't seem like they're interested in going on um, the treadmills or whatever they're called, the hamster wheels. Are you sure these are, ger- are these gerbil wheels or hamster wheels, sister? Small pet wheels. Well, boy, they got me. Because I said, if they're gerbil wheels, then we got a problem. If they're hamster wheels, we know what the problem is. I know they're probably the same wheel, sister. It would just be a matter of changing the label on the wheel. But that's not the case because these are space-based wheels or something, huh? Okay, so the toilet paper rolls did not work. Uh, Paper towel rolls did not work. And the idea that the you, you you preempted my idea that the wheels were mislabeled or misidentified. I'm just speaking on behalf of the gerbils. I said you, I thought you hired me to run in a gerbil wheel, not in a hamster wheel. That's might be, or one of those balls from the movie. Those are only in the movies, so I know, sister. But, yeah, I mean, in the movies, you see them running around in those balls. But, yeah, this is a wheel. I mean, I know from my childhood they do like these wheels, so it's not hopeless. What I'm thinking as I'm looking here, sisters, is uh, so you have a couple different um, homes for the gerbils, right? And you have a few different gerbils you've hired, I guess, or whatever. Do you do it? Oh, you get it through. Okay, well, are these temp gerbils or are these... uh, they're always gerbils, always, but they're not always working, right? So here's the idea, sister. Sister, sorry, I didn't realize you were all invested in this gerbil thing. No, I'm trying to help you. I'm the, I'm your crew member, sister. You're right. Uh, I was just proposing an idea. So, do you have any other? Um, Oh, here's an idea. What if I, uh, do you have a tread? I could run on a treadmill next to it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not working. It's good. You always have stuff right when I need it, but yeah, they don't seem to be following me on this treadmill. Hold on, sisters. Let me look like I'm having fun. Oh boy, am I. If, if this had a TV, uh, yeah. Oh boy, this is great, huh, sisters? Look at me go. Maybe if you were cheering for me, that would be, no, you're not going to, okay, so, treadmill didn't work either, huh, sisters? Okay, my other idea, but that treadmill was a good one. I know that I didn't think of it on my own, because I saw you moving it in here. That's why I brought it up. Uh, but, so, so um, I was thinking is, uh, the other thing we could do, sisters, is um, if we, uh I was going to say, if you have one more gerbil home or aquarium, that is an aquarium, I know, I know. Do you have any of those gerbil tubes? You know what I'm saying? I never had, I never owned any of them. You do, okay. So what I could do is, what if we set up a, like, this one, this aquarium's bigger than the other ones. Now, all the gerbils live in, in the, the, because they have their beds and their food and their water. Like, what if we have a workplace that they commute to, right? Uh, and maybe you, uh, I don't know, maybe use some rewards, uh, tricks or treats, you know, type thing. I guess no tricks. Uh, 
But like different gerbils commute at different times because I know we got to keep them, some of them separate. And see, so yeah, we'll just connect these tubes here, get it set up. Uh, I think this is going to work, sisters. You, you, you seem like you think so too. You see. Oh, but they don't want to go in the tubes, huh? Yeah, because they've never been in them before. Maybe they don't naturally. I always wondered how they would know to go in them because they never had. I had gerbils, but no gerbil tubes. Or whatever they're called, gerbil playland. So, okay. Um, let me think on this, sisters. Uh, well, you know what I could do is... Uh, yeah, I know. I noticed you had some from those large rolls of paper, like a giant paper. So I could climb through this paper towel, this giant, it's not paper towel tube, but it, it, for a giant roll of paper it is. So I'll show them by climbing through this tube. Also, I'm hoping when I climb through this tube, I'll come out. Uh, oh, hey, Stan, it's me. Scooter, where you been? Well, uh... Uh, it's good to be here, Stan. I heard, I kind of was listening as I was climbing through a tube. I heard, uh, you're having some trouble here. Uh, Scooter, I'm having more than trouble. There's uh, USBs on their way. Unexpected space problems, right, Stan? Correct, Scooter. And we have this planet full of, uh, uh transit-based beings, and th they, uh, they don't want to do anything other than, um... The, 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 they just build these models, Scooter. It's like they just drive, basically, they're just uh, watching a train go around the track, and they are the train at the same time. Okay, Stan, so um, they're just watching, the, they're just making the trains. So the universal space problem, unexpected space problems are coming here. We don't know what they are because they're unexpected. The universe obviously needs us uh, to help, to get them, to help them. Scooter, right. I already knew all that. Like, uh, okay, I'm just thinking, so you were trying to help them, and then they just kept asking you for stuff. Uh, like, almost like you had, they had a model train set, and you had an unlimited budget. Scooter, that's kind of what it was. Uh, they were looking to add on. But then they said, you know, every time we added something on, they would be like, okay, we've got to keep testing now. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, you won't remember this, Stan, but we, you were trying to do trick-or-treat before. Uh, Scooter, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been waiting here for you to get here to help me. No, but I, you were you, like, so I was thinking if, uh, like, trick-or-treating... Scooter, uh, oh, Scooter, are you thinking that uh, we should add challenges instead of just giving them what you want, what they want? We should start doing unexpected uh, rail-based RS. We should create problems on their train tracks, uh, like tricks. Um, the problem is, Scooter, that they don't seem to be engaged at all. Okay, Stan. So the uh, here's the thing. So this they're they're doing it out on that big glassy plane, right? Scooter, correct. And that's not really working. Uh, there's something about the glassy plane. I think uh, Scooter. That's uh, their client is the gl glassy plane. 
or, uh, you know, from a galactic plane based universe. I don't know, Stan, though, like, I don't know if you've ever, uh, like, remember that, like, I, I can remember this analogy about, uh, something giving me bad vibes or something. Scooter, you're giving me bad vibes because I can see on my right, like, Scooter, I actually have, uh, the, the USPs are coming. Okay. But, okay. So can you, uh, Stan, I guess I'm stuck, uh, with ideas. I'm having trouble coming up with an idea because it seems like they're just cruising around on this plane of delusion. So even if we put an obstacle on the tracks or whatever, or proverbial tracks, uh, they would still be going around it on the delusion. Okay, Scooter, so, oh, Scooter, I, I see what you're saying is, uh, or maybe you're not saying it, is uh, we have to get, do a way to get them, uh, some of the isolated from the delusion without them knowing it or the delusion knowing it. So it's almost like we have to build uh, a level of train above or below the delusion, which is, Scooter, that's easy. Uh, I didn't even think of it. And actually, uh, Scooter, did you know you're in a giant paper tube with your arms just in your head and your legs sticking out? It looks like you're wearing a tube as an outfit. Well, I was, Stan, but like, uh, kind of like a costume, I guess. Okay, Scooter, well, now's not the time to be dressing up in a costume, really. It's not good for uh, problem solving, but it is actually. So I, I can do a na- I can do, I can use my nanos in some of my powers. Uh, Scooter, I have these weird powers. Uh, and no, Stan, but I could create a, uh, like a like a, just stuff over and away from the delusion and under and through it. Okay, Stan, and I think like as you trail like like as you trail away from it. Oh, Scooter, great idea because uh, I can take the delusion. We can tunnel through it, and we can slowly dilute the delusion. So the delusion and uh, the rail based beings don't catch on to what we're doing. Okay, Stan. And then I think what you need to do is prepare. Is there a part of the planet that isn't covered in this? Oh, Scooter, the planet's huge. Okay. And how are the um, unexpected space problems? Are they being launched here? Scooter, they are. It's not really like I think, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think they're going to send the worst. They still want us to help them, right? Right. So I think in some sense, um, like we can use those unexpected space problems. Like, so if we can guide it towards a landing zone. Oh, Scooter, you're, you're right. I, I see what you're saying. This is like a slow awakening of this planet. Sure. Yeah, that's totally what I meant, Stan. Okay, Scooter. So I'm slowly uh, creating tunnel. Uh, and I don't even think they're going to notice. It's part of the, they're, they're saying, oh, there's a new layout. Uh, okay, I'm watching them, Scooter. Luckily, Scooter, this is happening on a different time frame. You know, this is easy for us to watch, even though it's not happening on the same time frame as us. Stan, I wouldn't understand. Oh, don't worry, Scooter. Okay, and now they're headed out uh, towards the, 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 so the delusion is lowering and lowering and lowering. 
but I'm going to keep it going until we get to the landing zone. And the first unexpected space. Oh, scooter! It's a uh, it's a uh, seemingly bottomless pit. Uh, okay. So uh, this is that's a good one. I'm going to put it right where the train like where the tracks would go. Don't you think they would just? Oh, they're not building a bridge over it. No scooter. They're going to use the uh, seemingly bottomless pit for energy. Uh, oh wow! And even think about that. Uh, if it's seemingly bottomless, a scooter, it's going to generate, they're going to use it uh, to generate uh, power. I don't even know how, like, if uh, a scooter, don't worry about it. They're working on it. So, and they, they work very fast to, to us. Scooter, do you, are you sensing, like, do you feel metaphors about uh, bottomless pits now? I, I, I'm feeling like if I was riding that train... I would have a better sense of comfort around the idea of bottomless pits. Right, Scooter, because they're working a problem where the bottomless pit is part of the solution and the obstacle at the same time. Okay, Stan, here comes the next unexpected space problem. What is it? Well, Scooter, this one, uh, huh, interesting. What's interesting about it? Scooter, it's just an area uh, where things don't smell good. What do you mean? Like, like uh, it's just air. It's a large area. That's an unexpected space problem. You don't want to be there because it doesn't smell good. Is it like not good for you? No, it just doesn't smell good. I mean, you you get the sense you don't want to be there. Okay, and it's in the way of scooter. Yeah, it's in the way of the path. It's in the path of the train. So they're gonna uh, have to pro- probably uh, problem solve it in some way. And Stan, what are they doing? Well, Scooter looks like they're using different techniques. Uh, one is encouraging people to get, get up and move around, which creates its own energy, uh, like the passengers on the transit. Uh, oh, and then another thing they're doing, Scooter, is using it as an opportunity. Again, they come up with all these ideas, Scooter. I didn't even know. Uh, so another way they're going to generate energy is uh, by using people, because the, this area is so large of this intense smell, it also means that people's sensitivity to other smells uh, is increased, and they can uh, use that to somehow, uh, they can use that to influence people's behavior, which influences organs. It's complicated, Scooter. So they're going to use the bad smells to help people organize the good smells, Close enough, Scooter, yeah. Okay, Stan, which one's next? Uh, Oh, Scooter, this one, oh boy, this is, uh, I don't know what this is. This is a big mirror. Okay, it's not a mirror, though. Okay, it's something, seems to be some sort of, uh, what is that, a giant walking mirror-based being? That's a mirror-based being, Scooter. Okay. That's an unexpected space problem. Yes, Scooter, it's like a, I guess you'd describe it as a demigod, probably you would. And what is the giant mirror? So it's a giant, it's a mirrory giant being, Scooter. Very large. You could see, You could, I guess you can see it. Uh, you could see a reflection. You can't, we're not close enough to see our reflections. Oh boy, Scooter, this is not going well. They've stopped uh, and I'm communicating with them. And they're realizing, 
that uh, all the time they spent uh, on that plane, they can see the plane now, and it's behind them. And they said, oh, well, we, like, uh, we forgot the thrill of this uh, overcoming obstacles and the challenges and that the world needed us. Well, and they're, 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 they're apologizing, Scooter. They said, they, you know, they got caught up in uh, the, this uh, long-term, they thought it was a job, but it was really an escape. And they're saying uh, that uh, they don't want it to happen again. And that they love making their, you know, rail, they, they said, did you call us rail-based beings in their giggling scooter? Why are they giggling, Stan? Oh, because they know that you would have, I came up with it, but they've been listening to you too. So they said he would have come up with that uh, and called us that. But they're rail, they're not rail-based, scooter, they're not rail-based beings. Uh, it's impossible to explain, I think, to you. It's beyond my understanding, Stan. Scooter, you got that one right, for sure. But you could call them rail-based beings. They're fine with that. So it, was not, it wasn't really like a mo- scooter. It's okay, Scooter. We'll just talk about it in terms we can communicate about. Uh, so there's a, they've seen themselves in the face of the giant mirror-based being. And that's unexpected now. Uh, But in some sense, seeing the reflection in the past reflected in the reflection has uh, made them more invested in the project, which is lessening the power of the unexpected space problem. Oh, even so, Stan, um, like what is the unexpected space problem made out of? Well, Scooter, like uh, chaos, kind of like a chaos stream. Okay, well, can we, um, could you talk, can it communicate with you? Scooter, I think, so. yeah, I can, I, can, I can communicate with our friends here, and they can communicate with the, uh, the giant mirror, mirror being. Okay, can you have the mirror being go back to, towards the plane and reflect the plane towards itself? Scooter, what do you think that'll do? I think that'll cause, uh, if, if, uh, the mirror can reflect the entire plane into like, uh, have the plane see its reflection, like the shiny mirror plane, but scooter, it's a mirrory plane. Right. I think that, uh, that'll cause the plane. Oh, scooter, the plane's breaking up. It's, uh, dematerializing scooter. Yeah. It's, uh, that was pure delusion, Stan. Oh, wow, Scooter. So uh, that was a whole plane of delusion. The, that was what had booked that job of this planet for the past uh, long time. Yeah, and now it's sl- slowly and fastly dissipating before our eyes in the, in, in the reflection of a giant mirror-based being that's also dissipating. Scooter, that's exciting. I don't know. I did get a call, though, from uh, your rail-based being friends, and they said uh, they've invited us because uh, they said uh, they're getting jobs in now, and one of them is to go over this giant – it's not here, but they're going to replicate it, a giant mountain. And they said that uh, we can go in the sleeping car, and uh, do you want to go there? 
Sure, sure. That'd be a little weird, though. We're going to be inside of a rail-based scooter. It's not like that. So, yeah, we'll get in. See, here's the sleeping car pulling up for us. Wow, so this is a giant sleeping car. Yeah, and Scooter, it's going to show basically that, uh, yeah, it's kind of thrilling to find a way where we can all travel together and uh, overcome obstacles. Uh, Stan, I think you're putting me to Scooter, I am putting you to sleep, and we'll just ride here on the rails and these rail-based beings together. We found a way, Scooter, for you to kind of trick or treat, and uh, we'll we'll go off into dreamland. Good night, good night, Stan.